Hello and Chabad at the University of Oregon held a Shabbat installation on Friday, November 17th, in which massive Shabbat tables were set up with 241 chairs commemorating the 241 hostages being held in Gaza. This installation was set up on the lawn across from Lilith. It was a powerful statement of unity and strength of the Eugene Jewish community. There was a massive outpour of Jewish students and community members who came by to pay their respects, embrace their own community, and listen to the different speakers who stepped forward to share their own stories and words. Several students spoke at this event as well. Here is Andy Gittleson, head of the University of Oregon Hello, talking about his own personal connection to this. On September 7th, I, I, was, on, uh, I was in Israel, also visiting Ramallah and Bethlehem, and we were with a group of about 22 student leaders from the University of Oregon and 22 from Oregon State University. Um, and our trip ended, uh, came close to a close on September 7th as we toured uh, Kibbutz Kfar Aza with Daphna Russo. And after our time with Daphna and after we toured some of the bomb shelters and, and we walked by the schools and we watched children from the kibbutz sitting on their dad's shoulders and walking through to, to go home, to, to play on the playgrounds. And it was such a place of life um, and such a point of joy, I think, and what was a very kind of heavy experience in general, kind of wrestling with some of these ideas of how do, how do people coexist together. A month later, Daphna's husband was murdered. And many of the children and the people that we engaged with are represented on these flyers around these tables. Our hearts go out for them and their families. And at this moment in time, we all have to be asking for the complete and unconditional release of the hostages. That is what's most important right now. Our hearts go out for all the suffering that's happening. There's no doubt about it. And the images we're seeing on TV, they're awful. Uh, but there cannot be any other option and any other conditions these people can't be sent home to their loved ones. And then my hope is that our community, our, our Israeli community, uh, our Palestinian community can collaborate, work together to find some pathway forward where these hostages don't have to be taken again, where attacks and terror attacks don't have to occur again. So I thank you for taking time out of your day today. To Here is Sasha Kapalo talking about her feelings right now about the event and what this has been like for her. It's just like a really amazing event because instead of protesting or rallying or doing something that could potentially get violent, this seems very peaceful and it's a good demonstration of like everyone who has been kidnapped and it's crazy to like actually see it with all the chairs and to see the numbers because I mean you could you could say oh 245 people but like to actually see it with your own eyes and see how many chairs that is on this entire quad like this is a huge quad and it's completely covered it's it's very meaningful and it's very impactful it's been tough honestly I mean I spent two months in Israel this summer and I like barely missed the start of this um, and I obviously I know so many Israelis I made so many friends who are still there and some who are in the IDF and so it's been very challenging to kind of like check in on them and just like pray for their safety um, but I do feel like it has made me closer to my Jewish community um, I am involved in Hillel and Habad and I find myself going there more than ever right now just because there's always someone to lean on there if I'm having a tough day or um, if I just need a smile really 
My name is uh, Eitan, I'm Israeli, ex-IDF soldier. Today I want to focus <laughs> on uh, one of my personal titles, one that uh, 1,400 families will also hold from now on, and with the hope that none of the families of the hostages held by Hamas ISIS will ever will. It's the title of Akshakul in Hebrew, which means someone who lost a family member in a terror attack by Palestinian terrorists. I gained this title when I was three and a half years old, when my older sister was taken by hostages on a school trip and was killed during a failed rescue mission, together with 21 of her classmates. She was just 15 and a half. How is it possible for a three and a half year old to understand anything that could cause his big sister not to come back home? With her loss, my family felt guilt. With a hypothetical question of what would have happened if she didn't go on the strip. Blame for those who didn't save, save her. Anger and hate for those who did it. And desire to avenge her death. And fear that something similar would happen again. It took me about 30 years of hard work to find some healing and seek forgiveness and reconciliation. Not forgiving what the terrorist did, but the kind of forgiving that allows me to let go of the pain and hatred and learning to replace this, this with feelings of love to myself and others. Letting go of the need to adventure and learning even how to grow from this experience. I hear many say that Hamas, what Hamas ISIS did is justified or at least didn't happen in a vacuum, while murdering 1,400 people and kidnapping over 240 is, according to them, a reasonable outcome of not fulfilling Hamas ISIS aspirations. They fail to understand or mention that these aspirations include the complete annihilation of Israel. Hamas ISIS is not interested in the two-state solution an occupation for them is Israel is occupying their entire land of Israel. With sophisticated propaganda, Hamas ISIS managed to fool the West about their true intentions and successfully portrayed themselves as freedom fighters. Yet October 7th showed us the true face of Hamas ISIS. The barbaric actions of slaughtering, torturing and raping 1400 people and kidnapping over 240, among them babies and children women and elderly people. I thought that pictures and stories of beheading babies, putting baby in an oven and turning it on, raping young girls to the point of breaking their bones and afterwards shooting them would cause an outcry. The cutting open a pregnant woman's belly and shooting her baby, ripping children away from their parents while shooting their parents in front of them and burning entire families alive would trigger a different response. For those of you who are torn between condemning Hamas ISIS and criticizing Israel, you don't have to make a choice. It's okay not to agree with Israel's policies and still ma maintain a stand against the action of Hamas ISIS that bring more pain and destruction to any potential peace process and violate human rights. You can disagree with Israel, but stop harassing Jews 
around the world blaming them for Israel's actions. I don't always agree with Israel myself. And I stand firmly against any act of terror that push back any chance for peace. I'm Danielle Richard. I'm an English major. I'm a junior. It's important to me to legitimize how many people were kidnapped and, and held in Gaza still. It's also important to me that we humanize both sides of the conflict in this particular war. And I think there's been a lot of dehumanization of Israelis and Israeli citizens and their families. And so I think that putting faces to like the arbitrary numbers of people who were kidnapped on October 7th helps people to, to recognize the humanity. It's been hard. I go back and forth. When I'm on social media, it's bad, but when I am focusing on spending time within the Jewish community and around people who support me and believe in peace and safety and justice, then I feel a lot better. Hamas ended the ceasefire and any further negotiations for extending it on November 30th by firing rockets into Israel.